Welcome to Do Not Listen to This Podcast. And this new series is about social media communities and building them. Yes, of course, we're still feeding stray cats and dogs. Uh, and I'm excited to have my guest on today, uh, Kimberly, because she's a, a great example of somebody who becomes a really, really great community member. If you can connect with her, she has some, you know, she has some um, criteria that you have to meet. So how you doing, Kimberly? Great, Roger. How are you? I'm good. So that's what I want to kind of talk about a little bit. But before we get into that, you you are adopting two cats. And I think we need to cover that before we get started. In the I am. What cats are I we adopting? One. Well, I there was a stray litter that was born. And I was huh? thinking of adopting the mother. But one of the kittens just bonded to my husband immediately. That's it. That's I mean, done. I understand that's why. It. He's charming. All over. That's yep. it. Yep. Cat so, just... and her brother is bonded to her, so we had to take them both. And the mother was quite all right with us taking them. She's weaned them, and she's like, get them out of my hair. Yeah, yeah, I don't that's... want to go back to being single. That's great. So... That's great. I mean, they're really, it's amazing how, especially cats in particular, how cats pick you more than dogs. They do. They do. You don't sure. pick a cat. A cat no, picks you. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I, I, that makes me happy. So let's, so. Thank you. Why don't you explain, let's take this from, uh, first of all, let's talk a little bit about some of your criteria that you would you have, to, you have to, that somebody has to connect with you on before you would become a part of their community. Okay, well, let's start with how I connected with you. Yeah. yeah I see. followed you. Yep. I started by following you. I liked your posts. I enjoyed your posts. I enjoyed the community you seem to be forming mm -hmm. and um i thought bobby the bear was hysterical thank you but it wasn't until i discovered that you used to work in radio that i said oh we have something in common oh, as you know um a family i grew up in radio a family member of mine was a partner in a large uh corporate corporation that owned multiple radio stations right so I grew up in the business and I said, hey, you know, here's someone I can connect with. He probably knows my uncle. He definitely right. had time in radio. Right. Uh, I did college radio myself, discovered I hated it. <laughs> but I was still, a lot of my friends went into radio. One of my best friends is a local legend in radio. So I understand what it's like to have that celebrity on the air and people expect you to be that person in person. And right. not always the case. No, no, it's not, it's not. So I thought, well, you know what? No, I think that's good. And I, I think thought, I, I think you just explained. I think you explained it in in the way where we can start to talk about it a little bit more. Is that if, yeah. when somebody has criteria, meaning A, B, and C, and D have to be met before they're going to become a participant, um, the person trying to build the community doesn't know that. They're, you know, that that person, that person is, you know, you could, they're they're just listening, they're passive, or you know, or stalking. Either mm -hmm. way, that's those are all good things, right? Um, and then when there's some type of emotional connection, it hits, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. I said, you know what, this guy, he probably has so many people thinking they know him because they've listened to him on the air or they read his post. I said. I'd like to get to know Roger as a person, not just as this profile. 
So right. I asked to connect and you accepted and we've been, we've, you've become a close friend. You've been really great to me and to my family. Like I said, my nephew moved to uh, Thailand and you were there to give him a hand and say, Hey kiddo. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think so. In order. So when, what, what advice would you give somebody about how to, how to connect with people like yourself? Well, I give them the same advice I give myself. Okay. Don't just rush someone to connect. Follow them first. Right. See what they're about. See if you actually want to form a connection with this person. Right. Rather than just say, oh, I work in sales and she's in marketing. Let's connect. Mm -hmm. it's like, no, try and find out how we can help each other in this LinkedIn online community or if it's on Twitter, if we have mutual interests. Find out what our mutual interests are and if it's going to be mutually beneficial. Because that's a big thing for me. Um, there has to be a mutual benefit. If I'm going to connect with someone, I don't want to be the person taking with both hands. Yeah, I think that's I, a lot. So, I think a lot of community members are in that, you know, I want to give and take, I want to give and take relationship type of category. Exactly. So now, I start by just following people. Now, what are your turnoffs? Because that's the stuff. My that... turnoffs. Yeah. The obvious one is you connect and immediately someone tries to sell you something. You don't like that? No, you don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know my needs. And... That's that seems odd. I, I would think that would be quite enjoyable. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, if I'm in a bad mood, it's enjoyable to abuse them, but that's yeah. not who I am. I don't like being part of my language with bitchy to people, but I can be. And it's like, if I know you for five minutes and you're pitching me in my inbox, it's like, whoa, slow your roll. Okay, this is a first date. Yeah, <laughs> Get exactly. to know me. Haven't even, you haven't even bought me coffee. And Exactly. Exactly. It's like, buy me a coffee first, talk to me, get to know me, find out what I need. And if I already have what you're selling, then obviously, if this is the only reason you're connecting is to sell to me, it's not going to work. Um, I've had people ask to connect with me saying, oh, we both work in marketing. Can we connect? And I'll look at their profile and I say, you are a marketing assistant. I'm a marketing director. Are you looking for me to mentor you or are you trying to find a job? I'm, I, I'm really particular about why people want to connect. You, so, you're, so you're focused on their motives. Yes, mostly. Um, I've been working in the field of uh, architecture, engineering, and construction, the AEC field. Mm -hmm. I do marketing for that field. I've been doing it for about five or six years. Mm -hmm. And when I, I was an early adopter of LinkedIn, I was working at a community college. I was interdepartmental. So rather than pass my CV around, I just told people, go to my LinkedIn page. Mm -hmm. And even back then, I worked closely with the engineering department, engineering students, engineering professors. Mm -hmm. So because I have such a background in engineering, I found myself getting a lot of requests from engineers. Mm -hmm. And I would accept every request. And the next thing you know, I'm like, wait a minute, I've got a network of over a thousand people and 600 of them aren't even bothering to, connect, to interact with me. They right. just want me as their engineering connection. I felt very used. When right. they did connect with me, like, oh, is your company hiring? I'm an engineer. Right. It's like, I don't know you. I don't know you well enough to recommend you. And I'm not comfortable with where this conversation's going. Right. Right. So that's my concern is that because I have a reputation for excellence in my field, right. and because I choose to work in a very 
skills field, right. the combination of those two, people want to use my name to get their foot in the door. So that, that's and, so when you're doing work for that, right? When you're when you're on the other side of it and you're building a community, yeah. Right, what's different? What's different for you in building a community versus becoming a part of a community? That that would be good to explore a little bit of that. Well, building a community, like I said, the first step I do is I follow people. Right. I want to get to know them, see, hey, what can I offer them in return for what they can offer me? Right. Because I don't want to be that leech. Right. When I decide if I do want to connect with them, I send a note along with my request saying, you know, hi, this is who I am. I think we have a lot in common. Check out my profile. and If you'd like to connect, please accept. You know, something simple like that. I'm not going to be offended if you don't. I'm not going to unfollow you um, because I follow people because I believe I can learn something from them, from their posts. Sure. So even if it's just one-sided, I'm happy to follow someone. And I find a lot of people will simply follow but not comment, right. uh, not react. And it's like, I know you're following me, but how much of my stuff do you see even? Am I just a number on your, you know, your follower count? Right. Um, but now when, when you follow someone, I read their content. I get that. I get that. But now if you're building a community for a client, what's different? Yeah. What's different? What's different is I know I'm looking out for the best interests of my client. Gotcha. And I say, okay, maybe my client just wants numbers. Right. So I will make sure we connect with as many people who want to connect. Sure. You want to connect? We'll connect with you. Right. And that, um, is that hard? For don't you? know the quality of your content yeah. <laughs> connections. Yeah, exactly. Now, is that hard for you? Because that's kind of that's different than what you're than you becoming a member. You know, you're doing a different thing building than than being a member. Is that does that become a challenge, or you just you can just compartmentalize it and don't it doesn't matter. Uh, I can compartmentalize it. Like I said, it's for a client. They if they want numbers, they want numbers. Great, but I will look at all the followers. I will look at their job titles and their industry and say, oh, oh, look, here's someone you actually work with that's following you. That, that's great. Now you have a connection with that person. You can keep them updated. They can update you. You can see what's going on and say, hey, is there an opportunity to further our business connections in real life to profit up with each other instead of off each other? And what, is it someone that we're not working with, but they work in the field? That's great. We'll reach out to them personally. So what? But I always look to see why is someone following. So what kind of tips would you give somebody trying to build a community for a, a, the, for their business or for a client? To build for a business or client, I would say, honestly, accept all connection requests at face value right. because they tend to come in regularly. If you try and scan and vet every single one, it's a full-time job. Yeah, you would, it, it would just um, drain your energy, right? It really would. It really would. So I would say just, you know, let people connect with you once a month go or once a week, even depending on your schedule, your timing, go through those connections and look for the opportunity to connect with them on a business level. If you see someone who works for you connected to your page, okay, that's great. This is an employee who's interested in staying here, right. wants to learn more about how our company works, what's going on in the company that they may not hear on a day-to-day -day basis. If it's someone that buys from your company, great. How well-developed is that relationship with them? Are they one of your best customers? Are they someone that only recently started buying with them? That's something you want to nurture. Right. 
say, hey, I want to reach out to this person who only recently started buying from me and say, thanks for following. You know, is there anything I can talk to you about that we haven't posted online? Uh, it's an opening to build a sales connection, but also not to make the sale say, hey, I'm going to call you and sell you something because you connected with me. It's a chance to say, how can I be of service to you? Mm-hmm. And then you'll get people who seem to have no connection at all to your company and you're curious as to why they're connected. Well, then just kind of keep an eye on them. Are they commenting on your page, right. on your posts? What's going on there? Are they working for your competition and trying to poach your, uh, your employees or your customers? That's another issue that I've seen here on LinkedIn. Right. Um, and be very careful what you post for your company because if you post names of customers, your competition's watching and they're going to call those customers and try to pull them off. Say, hey, here's a sales lead. Mm-hmm. This guy buys this particular product. Let's see if he'll buy our brand instead. Right. Well, that's really good. I've stuff. seen it happen. I've been asked to do it. No, I think that's really good stuff. And, and, and that's kind of why I wanted to have you come on to chat about that because you are, yes, you are a friend, but you started out as a community member. And, uh, and I, I, I really like the fact that you actually have criteria. A lot of times people don't. Yes. I am about, like I said, I didn't have criteria originally, and I found I had approximately 600 engineers from India all trying to get a job in the U.S. because, oh, she works in engineering, so she might be a good contact to have. I could not recommend a single one of them because I didn't know them. So I called my network to people I've gotten to know through LinkedIn or know in person, um, former students of mine that I worked with, when I was working in academia, former co-workers, and saying, these are people that I would be happy to recommend for a job or a contract, you know, any kind of business relationship. Right. You can ask this per- me for a reference on this person, and I will be happy to give one. And I think that's what people have gotten, kind of gotten away from LinkedIn. It's mm-hmm. become a popularity contest. Look, I have 500-plus oh. connections. Right. But how many of them would you be willing to recommend? No, I mean, as I've talked or about, even do business with yourself. That's right. As I've talked about in some of the other episodes, you know, um, and it's going to be a recurring theme in all of these episodes is that when you're talking about building a community, you know, you maybe 16 to 20 people is going to be your initial community. Oh, yeah. It's going to be small. That's about it because but from there it grows. Otherwise, it, it shifts to a fan base or a customer base. And those are different. Yeah, you know, like exactly. just what you talked about, you're you're gonna do things differently in those things versus your community. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a friend we met here on LinkedIn, we're hoping to meet in person. And she's very, very active in DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. It is her passion. She is a third generation activist. Her it was her grandfather knew Dr. King. I mean, she has quite a legacy and it's amazing. And she built a network on LinkedIn of over 10,000 people because she connected with everyone. But it was during people would post to her, you know, comments to her post, she discovered she had white supremacists in her network. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm going to get rid of these people. Yeah. So that's that's the danger. Yep. No, that's that is the danger when you're talking about a fan base or anything like that. Or if you're talking about fan base and you get toxic people and you've got to get rid of them. But also, if you're building a customer base and you get toxic customers, you've got to get rid of the toxic customer. You do. You really do. And that's the hardest thing is getting rid of someone who they're, they're a customer. 
oh, what if they badmouth me? What they're going to take their business to my competition? But you have to look at the back end, saying how many of my, how much of my resources am I dedicating to this customer? Oh no, I, I agree. my return on investment. What you know on the business consulting side, I always encourage. I say, please hand deliver those toxic customers to your competition. Get them yeah, there as so fast you can as have this one. Get them there as fast as possible. Because I, I, I've worked in distribution and yeah. I've seen it. So it's a Kardashian graph, the customer who requires the most service and gives you the least amount of business. Yeah. You want to hang those out to dry. It's like, you want, sorry, you want, we, you you're not to, part of my community anymore. That's right. I want to, I, I will drive you to the front desk of my competitor for that. Exactly. Exactly. I think so many people are afraid of losing a customer that they don't think for a second and say, wait a minute, is this customer making me money? Well, that's and right. And the same can be said for. No, you're right. I mean, and also too, it's not just money; it's how much emotional energy are they draining? Exactly. It's what is the return on my investment here? What is my investment versus what am I getting in return? Are my customer service representatives quitting hand over fist because they don't like dealing with these customers who are rude to them? They'd rather go elsewhere and take a pay cut than deal with these people. That's costing your company money. And maybe you're not seeing it right, you know, Sorry. right in this instant, but the bottom line is going to show you now have to rehire and train and it's costing you. Yep. So sometimes it's best to cut the loss up front than, you know, discover on the back end what it's actually costing you in the end. So true. Well, first of all, thanks for being a part of my community, being a friend, and also for saying yes to come onto the show. It's great to have you, and you're the Thank first. You, you're the first female guest, so you're you're kick. I had wow. the first three guests were men, and I got you know I got I got I got past that, and now I think the next four or five guests are women. Woohoo! And then I'll have some aliens. That's great. I'll have some aliens. Oh, even better. Yeah, even because better. You know, I have Mars a, needs women. I hear. Group. 